Good evening and welcome to the Whipple Effect. Happy Friday. Just kidding. That was my impersonation of Tucker Carlson and it is Friday morning. But uh, I do have some clips I want to play for you in a few minutes of Tucker's monologue from this week. But uh, first, a little life update still in Truth or Consequences. Staying at the Airbnb, doing some digital work for four clients simultaneously. Got rid of the uh, Democratic dumbass that I uh, almost worked with uh, on a project. Finally, that is coming to a close. They agreed to pay my final invoice after a lot of back and forth through emails. You know, one thing I wanted to mention about that guy was, uh, you know, he was so into himself, is so into himself. Ever since I knew him, he just talks about himself on and on, never asks questions or listens to others. And it reminds me of this phrase that I've heard that in human relations, it's often better to be interested instead of interesting. So people like that, they think they're so interesting that they just only talk about themselves to others and they don't listen. It's pretty disgusting. <laughs> I mean, more often than not for me and probably most people, it, it turns them off and pushes them away. So just noticing that and being like, you know, I don't want to be the kind of person who's who I, I am delusional to think that I'm so interesting because I'm not. But uh, so I oftentimes I try not to talk about myself, but, you know, I, I like to be interested in others and the world around me and to speak about things that I'm noticing and sharing that with others and trying to ask questions, too. So just kind of a life lesson there. Share that with you in case you hadn't heard that. Better to be interested than interesting. So, yeah, just uh Staying out here for a couple couple more weeks and uh, not liking it too much, but grateful to be alive, of course. But uh, this this city is a this town is a democratic run place, and it shows everybody's still wearing masks. And uh, there's not really much in the way of good stores for shopping for groceries. There's a Walmart, which I'm sick of going to Walmart, uh, and then there's a local one too, but. It's okay, but they got mold all up in the place and it reeks in there. Not surprising. Run by a bunch of democratic lesbians. Uh, so the winds are finally done, though. You know, springtime typically is a lot of winds just howling all over. And now it's just hot. But, you know, what's with these winds? I swear, if I was God, I'd put a speed limit on winds. No more than 25 miles, maybe 35 miles an hour. So they just go too fast sometimes. Those gusts that get up to 50, way too fast. We need to slow it down there. So looks like uh, plans are shaping up for leaving here. Probably going to head up north into Colorado with a couple of people and... Seems like Tracy's probably going to drive down, pick me up, and then we're probably going to go back up to Idaho or somewhere north, rivers and trees and a little bit cooler. You know, I'm originally from Portland, Oregon, the once great city of Portland, Oregon. 
And uh, they got farmer's markets, lots of fresh, local, organic, natural food. Just a fertile valley there. It was the end of the Oregon Trail. Everybody wanted to go there because it was so good. And I grew up there, so I always appreciate those kinds of things when I go to desolate towns that have Dollar Generals and Walmarts, just a lot of low-quality poison. You know, that's one thing that's really important to me in life is learning how to be better at healthy living in the body, mind, and soul. You know, keep the stress down, keep the good food coming in and the good water. It's a challenge sometimes, but uh, grateful to be alive anyway. So, I got some clips of Tucker Carlson I want to play for you. The first one is from Monday. In this clip, he's mostly addressing uh, the defund the police theory, which is a bunch of bullshit and uh, other lies and basically how, uh, you know, they're controlling the narrative and you're a racist. Check it out. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Happy Monday. It was a year ago this month, we checked the calendar, that a University of Chicago economics professor called Harold Ulig questioned in public the wisdom of defunding the police. Now, Ulig is German by birth. He's a macroeconomist by trade, so he's a fairly rational person. It's his job. And it struck Harold Ulig that maybe a functional society might want to have police around so that, say, old ladies don't get beaten up on the way to the grocery store and fewer people get shot to death, less rapes, you know, the basics. That seemed reasonable to him. Unfortunately for Harold Ulick, in the weeks right after George Floyd's death, extending to the present day, rational thinking of any kind has been prohibited by law. Nothing that is true can be said out loud. The truer it is, the more forbidden it is. So in Ulick's case, the Federal Reserve of Chicago promptly fired him from his job as an advisor. Then they went online to attack him and his support for the police as, quote, not compatible with our commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion, all of which require no police, apparently. Then the University of Chicago, his employer, began an investigation into Harold Ulig's racial views, which went on for some time. Then Janet Yellen, then the chairman of the Fed, now the secretary of the Treasury, denounced Ulig effectively as a racist. Everybody did. Defund the police. We'll be safer if we do. That's what they were saying a year ago. Everyone in charge. It was lunacy. And precisely because it was lunacy, no one was allowed to disagree with it. Here's the formula. The more self-evidently absurd a statement is, the more clearly untrue, the more viciously they have to attack anyone who points out that it's untrue, who dissents. Trans women are women. January 6th was an insurrection. Defund the police. It's childish. It's all so ridiculous, and no sane person believes a word of it. But until the fever of the moment passes, most people who have no power feel obligated to play along with whatever orthodoxy it is until reality reemerges as inevitably it does because you can't beat nature. I love it. He's just spot on with his monologues like that. You can't beat nature and sane, rational people just don't buy into this bullshit that you see being pumped out by CNN and those other kinds of media outlets. I mean, I'm not a big fan of like Fox News in general. Actually, I just watched Tucker Carlson. I try and watch some other clips too, but by and large, like, you know, I don't like to watch any news channels. 
<clears throat> never have, but uh, Tucker Carlson is quite different. So he's spitting truth there and laying it down. So I'm I'm on board with him with that too. So I got another one here. He kind of leads into, uh, in this clip, Joe Biden's just kind of bumbling on about uh, white supremacy and racism in general, just pumping that narrative out that's just doing so much destruction to people who, you know, look up to him for some reason or believe what he's saying. So this puppet is just going on about how white people are racist and uh, a real big problem. We've taken steps to acknowledge and address systemic racism and the scourge of white supremacy in our own country. Yes, force us to confront systemic racism and white supremacy. It's just been weeks since all of America witnessed a group of thugs, insurrectionists, a political extremist, and white supremacists violently attack the capital of our democracy. I believe we're in a battle for the soul of this nation. And the simple truth is, our soul will be troubled as long as systemic racism is allowed to persist. Yes, white supremacy is America's biggest problem. And as we've noted many times before, we still don't know despite fervent and sincere efforts to find out what a white supremacist is. The White House has not told us. They have refused. So as of tonight, that remains a term without definition. By the way, if you've got a definition, send it to us. We'll read it on the air. But they don't need a definition. They keep screaming, it's the greatest threat we face. So because we're highly literal on this show, we believe in language, we went searching for the numbers. Are there numbers to prove that? Because there are numbers on everything. Well, they're busy trying to create those numbers now. But for the moment, here's what we've got. Researchers at the University of Maryland run something called the Global Terrorism Database. Some of the data they produce are clearly highly political. For example, they count the Parkland school shooting as an act of white supremacist violence. It wasn't. There's no evidence that it was. How could you say that? But they say it anyway. So the numbers they have are inflated. And yet, the researchers at the University of Maryland could find fewer than 70 people in the entire country who died from white supremacist violence over the entire period between 2015 and 2019. How many people is that? Well, of course, it's too many. Any death is too many. But for some perspective, more people die in this country every year from lightning strikes, literally. Look it up. So no, white supremacist violence, bad as it may be, is not a major threat. It's not even on the list, actually. So there you go, just some more truth. You know, that's part of my duty, I believe, you know, my place in this world and the Whipple Effect show is just putting out facts and truth, you know, and just cutting through the bullshit and the lies. So Tucker's doing that. I stand with Tucker. So then there's this other clip where he uh, brings on Candace Owens, who I've been a fan of uh, going on two years now. So he has her on the show to talk about this racist narrative and, you know, she's a black woman and totally against this racist narrative and the whole BLM scam. So she comes on and just hacks through the bullshit here. Our old friend Candace Owens is the host of Candace. She joins us now. Candace, thanks so much for coming on. So Joe Biden's party has, I mean, they didn't create crime. Crime is a, is a feature of human nature, but they have made possible this terrifying jump in crime rates and murder rates, and now they're going to, sol quote, solve the problem. What are the chances their solutions make them more powerful? 
100%. The chances are 100% that the solutions are going to make them more powerful. Look, I'll say it, I'll spell it out plainly. The United States government at this point is engaged in criminality. There's really no other way to say it. They know exactly what they're doing. Uh, they're using black people and racism as pawns to distract people from what's actually going on, which is our government is, has increased its power exponentially over the last two years. I mean, yeah. COVID-19, they've extended their powers into telling you when you can open your businesses, uh, what, when you can breathe, literally, when you can breathe, right? COVID-19, among other things, will, will be remembered as one of the greatest wealth transfers of the government to itself, right? Taking our taxpayer right. dollars and, and giving themselves trillions upon trillions. You bring up Lori Lightfoot. This is a woman who just decided that she's going to use COVID-19 funds. She's going to transfer 10 million of those dollars, Tucker, um, to explore a public health crisis that is racism. What does it even mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means that there's going to be more government, right? They're going to employ more people. Government is going to get more power because they're going to keep this issue going. And that is exactly why, if you're wondering why they're talking about Juneteenth, you can file that under critical race theory. You can file that under the 1619 Project. All of these things are meant to distract from us taking a look at where everything bad that is happening in our country right now is coming from. And that is the United States government being controlled by Democrats who seek nothing more than to to enrich and empower themselves. Man, that was about the crispest summation I've heard in a long time of a very complex issue, and every word of it true, in my view. Candace Owens, thanks so much for coming on tonight. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, basically the government is corrupted. It's been infiltrated by secret members of the deep state, people we don't know. There's so much that we don't know, but we know that it's corrupt and there's a lot of lies and harm coming out of the Hamilton Harris Biden administration, basically the whole Democratic Party, and not like the Republicans are perfect too. I mean, it's just this weird binary system in there. But yeah, the Democrats uh, are wreaking havoc, and uh, some people are standing up: Tucker Carlson, Candace Owens, and then there's this other guy who I also like to tune into. His name is Brandon Tatum, the Officer Tatum. You can look him up. Uh, he's a black man, and he spits a lot of truth and facts. He's a retired police officer. He lives in Arizona, and he served on the force down there for, I think, six years. So he's got a lot of experience and wisdom, and he's also really funny and passionate. So in this clip I'm going to play for you on his show, uh, Brandon Tatum. He's on YouTube. Uh, he's kind of in the middle of talking about this racist narrative, but then he's showing examples of black men from the past who he looks up to and compares them to black people now, you know, with all the, take Chicago for one example in a big city where there's a lot of violence, black on black crime, it's not white supremacy. And BLM doesn't stand up for all those children and people who are getting gunned down in the streets there. Brandon Tatum talks about that. But in this clip, yeah, he's it's pretty funny. He's comparing uh, some really strong, outspoken, beautiful black people from the past to uh, kids these days, basically. Check it out. Let's just go. Let's go to the pictures, man. Let's go to the pictures, bruh. Let's go to the pictures, shawty. Langston Hughes, the famous poet Langston Hughes. Wonderful man. Look how, look how Langston Hughes dressed. That man got a tie on. That man look good. Got his hat on, got his tie on, got his little collar shirt on. Where do you see Langston Hughes looking like a clown? No, there's no pictures of Langston Hughes not looking like a professional man. 
not looking like a professional man. Where? Where's the pictures? Where's the pictures? Langston Hughes. Black men used to black men used to be so well put together, so well established. Let me look at Martin. Let's go to Martin Luther King Jr. Let's go to the what the black man used to look like. Black man used to have a tie on. Strong, passionate, successful, God fearing. Even in, even what's name feared Allah, they still feared a God. Martin Luther King arrested. I don't know if this is a mugshot or not. Brother got a suit on. Got a couple collar shirt on. Pants, I guarantee you his pants is around his waist. He ain't sagging and thugging. Even getting arrested, he got a collar shirt on. Look at that brother. We used to we used to look so good. Let me let me go to let me go to who who else can I go to? Uh, one of my favorite. Let's see, uh, Frederick. Let's go, Frederick Douglass. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. All I'm doing is just pointing out the obvious. Look at Frederick Douglass. My grandfather looked like my great, my great grandfather looked like Frederick Douglass. Actually, look at Fred. Look at Mr. Douglass. Look at the pictures that you see of Frederick Douglass. He's an honorable, dapper. Strong black man. Strong. Stood for something. You ain't messing with these brothers. We done fell off. Fell off. That's so true. Uh, so many people have just... I mean, these days, especially a lot of these... Uh, left liberal Democrat kids and adults too, uh, crying and complaining about things and just fell off, lost their way, you know, like onto like non-essential things, just losing values and morals, no family, no principles, for to, to a large degree, you know, we see so much of this going on. <clears throat> so yeah. Strange times. But anyway, uh, there's one more clip I want to play for you. It's Tucker Carlson from Wednesday uh, after the bumbling Biden got up and uh, barely got through saying some words to the public in a microphone. Uh, he was saying something that was kind of ominous and kind of stupid about um, uprising against the government of the United States. It's odd as many things that he says are, but uh, Tucker Carlson kind of pokes a finger at it here. Well, today Joe Biden delivered his major address on crime, and as predicted, it had essentially nothing to do with crime. Instead, it was about how Joe Biden should be a lot more powerful than he already is. At one point, he reminded you that there's nothing you can do to fight back against the government because he's got nuclear weapons and you don't. The Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the, the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there are 
never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. So to take on the government, you need F-15s and some nuclear weapons, says Joe Biden. But wait, isn't this guy telling us that the January 6th insurrection by the QAnon army nearly toppled American democracy? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, it does not make any sense, and much of it doesn't. Um, and that's the point. This, The way I see it, a lot of the stuff that's coming out of CNN and Biden and the left, the Democrats... Uh, pure evil, and evil in its sense is upside down, like right is wrong, up, wrong is right, and nothing is supposed to make sense. All we have to do, in my opinion, is just with that innocent perception, like listen to our gut and our heart and nature around us, observe that kind of natural reality. And tune into that and live well, you know, and serve kindness to others. And then when we see this nonsense, we need to do something and stand up to it. And uh, I don't know. Tucker is, Brandon Tatum is, Candace Owens is. I try to. That's the point of the Whipple effect. And uh, just want to make a positive difference in this world, you know, starting with the people around me. Just try and respect and enjoy and help others along too if I can. So anyway, that's all I got for this episode. Just wanted to play those clips for you, a little bit of a life update, and uh, hope you're doing well too. So if you like what you're hearing, you can subscribe. Uh, you can check the links in the description. Head on over to my website or my other social media platforms. Um, I do digital services online for clients. So if you're looking for something like that or know someone who is, I can do websites, social media, graphics, and a whole lot more. I'm also selling merch, whip apparel, and photography prints on my website. So thanks for tuning in. I wish you a great day. And as you go about your day, don't stay safe. Stay free.